welcome to the AOL podcast. Let's dive right into this week's message. I'm thankful to be in the house of God tonight. Hi, <laughs> Carolyn. Welcome. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm just seeing all kinds of, oh, I love it up here because I can see you. You know, if you sit on the front row, uh, I don't, I'm not one much to turn around and look at everybody, but this is so fun. I just love each one of you so very much. And what an honor it is to be able to speak to you tonight and bring the word on this Wednesday night that the Lord hath made. Amen. Amen. Well, I want... Uh, to just share, those of you who have not heard me minister before, uh, I want to share with you that I'm a teacher preacher. And tonight I'm going to be doing teaching. And when I teach, I usually tell you where we're going. You know, it's sort of like if you get in a car and you know where you're going, it's a lot easier, isn't it, to stay focused when you know where you're going. You're not looking around trying to figure out if you're on the right road. You're not looking around distracted in any way. You just get on that road and go down that path to that, that place. So normally, when I teach, that's something that I do because I believe it helps you to stay focused. However, that's not what the Holy Spirit told me to do tonight. So I'm going to be obedient with your blessing. Tonight, I'm going to stay I'm going to ask you to stay engaged on this trip that we're going on, even though I haven't told you in advance where we're going. I'm going to share four accounts with you, brief accounts with you from the Bible. And then I'd like for you, and I challenge you in this, to listen closely to these four accounts and see if you see or can find the common thread between the four accounts. Okay, the first one is Abraham's story, his account in, that begins in Genesis chapter 12. We're not going to turn there for anything except at the end of my sharing about his account. We're going to look at one scripture. So I want to tell you just a little bit, and you know these things, but I'm just going to remind you, Okay. Abraham was in his 70s before we knew anything about him. We didn't, we didn't know, uh, we, did, we weren't told much about him, but he was born into a heathen family. And we pick up on his life when he is shepherding sheep in the Ur of Chaldees. And God spoke to him there, and God told him to leave his country, his family, and the life that he was living and he said, I'll take you to a place that you don't know. That may be one reason God wanted me to take you somewhere tonight. Because by faith, you're just going to have to stay with me, okay? Okay. So what Abraham did when God spoke to him was he left his country, his family, everyone that he knew. He, he left the life that he was living and the call to him was very, it was costly to him to be obedient to that call. He gave up certainty for uncertainty. 
not knowing where he was going. And he surrendered the seen for the unseen. But that has a clue about who he is because he was the man of faith, wasn't he? He's called the father of faith. And because Abraham was obedient, great blessing came upon him and upon his seed. So he's been called the father of faith and the friend of God. And if you'll put up on the screen Genesis 17, 6 and 7, I'm going to look at it with you from there. And God said, I w he has this promise from God, I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall, shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants ever after. So that's big Abraham's story. Okay, the second story is one by one, Jesus went about the business of choosing 12 disciples. So this account is about the 12 disciples. One by one, Jesus encountered them on the seashore, in the country, in the city, on the streets. He encountered each one and he called them to follow him. Each of these men were simply living their lives uh, day by day. And they never expected a radical change in their life. They were making a living. Uh, some of them were fishermen. They had businesses. They had uh, ways to make a living. And each of them were doing those things. Their life was pretty well plotted out as far as they could tell, right? But when Jesus called them to follow him, they obeyed. And it changed their life forever. Matthew 10, and this is, this is the, what Jesus said to the disciples when he called them in verse 1. When he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. What a calling. You know what? That's our calling too, isn't it? Okay, and then I want to look at, in that same uh, chapter, I want to look at verses 6, 7, and 8. This is what Jesus told them. Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received, freely give. Were the disciples in for a radical change from their day-to-day -day living when they agreed and uh, obeyed God in following Jesus? I believe so. The third account. There was a young woman who was engaged to be married. She was busily planning her wedding. That big wedding day was coming when an angel appeared to her. And the angel told her that she would be the one to birth God's own son. Mary was living a life 
as she knew, day by day, and then suddenly everything familiar in her life and that she had planned maybe for her days, all of that changed. Wow. Because her response was, according to Luke 138, so be it unto me as according to your word. So be it to me according to your word. That was her response. Can you imagine being in her shoes and having the faith to say, whatever you have planned, I'm in. Let's go. The fourth account is the 120 that were in the upper room. It was Pentecost, and the Jewish men were required by law to go to Jerusalem to pray. And the disciples and others were having a prayer meeting in the upper room. And suddenly something happened. In Acts 2, 2 through 4, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now these were praying in the upper room, but they didn't know to expect this, did they? They didn't know what was going to happen as they all came into one accord. And it changed their lives forever. Amen? Okay, I want to talk to you about what is the common denominator of these four accounts. I know some of you are thinking obedience. I know some of you are thinking some other things. But I want to tell you, you heard it Sunday morning from Brother Todd. He spoke this out of his mouth. He said that one, in one service that he was in, God spoke to him and said clearly to him, will you allow me to interrupt your life? You know, as I sat under that word that Brother Todd wrote, immediately, it was just like, a visitation from the Holy Spirit. And I write notes under every, any time I'm under the word, I write notes. And I wrote over on the side, God, in great big letters, I want you to interrupt my life. Isn't it awesome that God wants your permission to interrupt your life? You know, I mean, that, that just almost takes my mind to places I just can't understand. I, you know, the devil, he doesn't ask you permission when he comes in and turns you upside down. But God, you know what? He loves us so much. And he wants us to love him back. And when we're willing to say, God, interrupt my life, that speaks love to him. That tells him. That I love him. I could have written in this, on this page, God, I love you. But I wrote, God, I want you to interrupt my life. And I cried so much during that service that I could hardly read my notes. And I 
wore out several Kleenexes. And uh, I don't know what else Brother Todd said after that. <laughs> because, and that's the way God is. That's the way the Holy Spirit works in our life. Sometimes you're in the house and you're here for a purpose. And tonight, you may not remember one thing that came out of my mouth. I mean, you may only remember one thing that came out of my mouth. But if it's the one thing that the Holy Spirit dropped in your mouth, it's going to change your life forever. You know, that, and that's why we're in a certain house. That's why God puts us, and the Word says that He puts us in the house as He determines. What that means is, you don't just go to the church across the street from you because it's convenient. Or you don't go to the church because your grandmother and your great-grandmother and your great-granddaddy and all those before you went to that church. You go to the church that God put you in because the word that is going to be brought from this pulpit and from this house is going to be the word that you need. And so that's, that's what God did to me that morning, Sunday morning. It's just like he ministered that to me the whole time that Brother Todd was speaking. I want to know how many of you were here Sunday morning. Raise your hand. Most everybody. All right, now I want to see the hands of every person who either took notes or that particular thing that Todd shared, stood, Brother Todd shared, stood out to you. Oh, my word. Pastor Travis, I want you to look at, put your hands up again. That was important. The Holy Spirit was getting your attention because it's important. For this place in your life, God wants to do something. I want you to understand that interrupt means to break into. To break in upon a person. To stop or hinder by breaking in. I'm going to say it again because I think it's important. To break into. To break in upon a person. To stop or to hinder by breaking in. So, it could be understood that the Holy Spirit was saying to me, and to those of you who raised your hands, will you allow me to break into your life? God is saying, will you allow me to break into your life? You know, all of us, we, we get up each morning, and a lot of times we have our day all planned. We have, and I'm, I'm a big planner, and I make lots of lists. And sometimes I need a master list to tell me where all the lists are that I've made. You could say amen if you wanted to, honey. So, I'm just going to say that I know that word was for me. Because sometimes I get so busy with my agenda that I miss it when the Holy Spirit is saying, allow me to break into your life this minute, this day. And so as soon as the words came out of his mouth, I wrote those notes. And I am determined that I'm going to put into it whatever it takes to begin to do this. Do I believe that I do this to some degree? My husband and I discussed this a little bit. And yes, I believe to some degree I'm doing that. 
But I have to tell you that I know, I'm, I, know I miss God. I, I think about a time when I did get it right. But sometimes when I'm on vacation, it's like, hmm, I, I'm, I'm just doing this, you know. I'm here to play golf. I'm here to enjoy the beach. I'm here to, you know, sightsee or whatever it is. And uh, I'm always surprised whenever God breaks into my vacation. And he gives me a word for somebody that I have no idea who they are, where they're from, where they're going. But God does that sometimes. And I've missed him a lot of times. But I remember a specific time <clears throat> when the last time that we were on vacation. Now, Florida is not a vacation. That doesn't count. That, we live in Florida. This was a vacation. And this was where, you know, you pack your bags and you get on an airplane and you go somewhere. Uh, and so we were um, at a resort where we were going to play golf. And we were eating breakfast one morning. And the Lord just pointed out a couple that was sitting across from me. And the Lord said, I want you to go minister to them. And I heard it clearly. And... But I hesitated because I was thinking, I'm on vacation, God. I'm on vacation, God. Don't you, don't you understand? I'm on vacation. Uh, but finally, I got up the guts. Because you all, I mean, you do something like that, and you're always running a risk. Because it could be that they are not receptive to you. It could be somebody that just absolutely talks ugly to you or says, get out of my life, get out of my sight. Don't, what do you, who do you think you are coming over to interrupt us? You know, so, but I went over to the couple, and uh, they're a young couple, and the Lord, I told, I shared with them that um, I had been sitting across from them, and I said, the Lord just kind of shined a little spotlight on you for me, and so I've been looking at you, and the Lord's been talking to me about you. Would it be all right if you, with you if I share those things with you? And so, part of it was a little bit of a correction and so I was very careful how I said it. I don't know these people from Adam. And so it was a little bit concerning, a little bit of correction. But it mostly, as God always is, he was a cheerleader. He was pouring his love into them, you know. And so I shared with them. And when I finished sharing with them, <clears throat> I really couldn't tell how they were receiving. But when I got ready to leave, the, the guy got it, stood up and he said, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming over and sharing with us. And he said, I believe that was God. So, you know, there are those times that I have had some successes. But here's the deal. I want God to interrupt my life in a way that it's going to make a difference. Not only in my life, but people around me. And when we allow God to interrupt our life from just day-to-day -day living, sometimes we're in a rut day-to-day -day doing the same things. And we can, if we'll allow God to interrupt us, we can live each day, each day, with an encounter with God, knowing that we've been obedient to what he's calling us to do, knowing that whatever little thing it is that he calls us to do, or whatever big thing it is that he calls us to do, it's going to impact people for the kingdom, someone for the kingdom. <clears throat> so it's going to be an exercise on my part. And here's what I know. It's going to require me to be more flexible. Because as I said, I'm a structured person, and I'm, I'm going to have to be 
flexible. I'm going to have to let something go in order to do the thing that God speaks to me to do and allow him to interrupt me and interrupt my agenda, my schedule. I'm going to have to be willing to be stretched. Sometime in our rut, we're just comfortable where we are. And you know what? Sometime God wants to move us out of that comfortability and he wants to use us for somebody else to do something wonderful in their life. And if we'll just allow God to interrupt us, he can do those things because he is an amazing God. I'm going to have to be consistent because if I miss some times, then my ears become dull of hearing. I'm, each time that God speaks to me, will you let me interrupt your life today, right now, this minute? If I miss those times and I miss three or four of them, my ears don't hear God very well. Do you know what I'm saying? So as I'm consistent, then my ears are more well-tuned to doing the will of God and allowing him to interrupt my life. Let's look at each of the four people very quickly that we talked about. And this will just be kind of off-the-cuff stuff. I'm, I don't really have anything in my notes about it, but I just felt impressed that we ought to not discount these four accounts, that we ought to look at it. I want to talk about Abraham just a minute. Because Abraham was willing to let God interrupt his life. Wow, what a change. What God called him to do is just remarkable. But all the promises that God gave Abraham, they were all fulfilled. God gave him a land. God gave him prosperity. God gave him a son. And God gave, made him the father of many nations. And God caused kings to be born from his seed line. So I, I'd say that was worth it. What would you say? I would say the sacrifice that he made of letting God interrupt his life was worth it. And if it, if it weren't for what Abraham did, you and I might not be where we are today. The second account that we talked about were the 12 disciples. Oh, my goodness. Each of them had careers. They had lives. They had families. And Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so the 12 disciples, they were willing to let Jesus interrupt their lives. Interrupt their lives. And because of them, oh my goodness, so many things. I mean, they were responsible actually for the birthing of the church. Those disciples are the ones that stayed with Jesus the whole time and learned of him while Jesus was on this earth. And then they were the ones that continued to carry out his commission. And so, mm, thank, thank you, Jesus, that those disciples were willing to let you interrupt their lives. And in the third account, oh, Mary, oh, 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 oh. Oh, it's just amazing to me how she so graciously the words just came out of her mouth. So be it unto me according to your word. And then 
because of her, we have Jesus. We have a Savior. We have a Savior who has delivered us from darkness and into the kingdom of light. We, we have a hope and a future because of Jesus. We have a relationship with God the Father because of Jesus. And in the fourth count, the 120 that were in the upper room, because they were willing to allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt their prayer time, I mean, he, the Holy Spirit came in and they would just thought they were praying. They just thought they were there praying. They, they weren't expecting the Holy Spirit, but they allowed the interruption of the Holy Spirit. And so they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And their lives were eternally changed. And our lives have been eternally changed by the decisions that these made to allow an interruption in the upper room. Tonight, I just want to ask you, I, I, I'm amazed how many of you heard that. It was, I mean, I don't think that Brother Todd stayed on that subject very long at all. Like I said, I don't think I heard a lot because I was listening to the, was listening to the Holy Spirit. But I'm amazed at how many of you heard that. So you know what that means to me? That means that the Holy Spirit wants to expound upon that in your life. And I trust that he's using me to do that very thing tonight. Um, I sort of asked my way in here, but thank you, Pastor Travis, for allowing me to bring this message. You know, in Revelations 3.20, were you able to get the Amplified or shall I, I brought my, I brought my, I mean the Passion, I brought mine. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, I'm almost there. Jesus is speaking, and he said, Behold, I'm standing at the door, knocking. Is a knock sometime an interruption? You know, when you're in your home, and you're busy working, or you're watching something, or you're, you're reading, or whatever you're doing, if there's a knock on the door, it's an interruption, isn't it? Well, I believe that Jesus is saying, I'm standing at the door, knocking. I'm wanting to interrupt you but I want your permission he said if your heart is open to hear my voice does that sound like to me that he's asking your permission if your heart is open to my voice and you open the door within I will come in to you and feast with you and you will feast with me that means that intimate relationship with him. You know, so often we think about Revelation 3.20 in context of getting born again. And then we think that scripture doesn't apply to us anymore. But that's not right. Revelation 3.20 is a call for us to allow him to interrupt our lives. And for him to come in and draw us into his presence so that we can dine at the table with him. So that we can draw near to him and he can draw near to us. So that he can speak into our lives. So that he can impart hope in us. So that he can reveal the things that he has for us to do in the future. So that we can run our race. And here's the deal. I'm, just, I'm making this a confession 
here before the body of Christ that I am going to run my race by allowing God to interrupt my life anytime that he wants to. And I'm going to practice. I'm going to work on this. I know it's going to take some work. I know that it's going to take some effort on my part. But I'm going to tell you most anything that's worth having requires some work and it's worth it. Most anything that's worth having, you have to work a little bit. So I'm going to ask you tonight, I don't want anyone to do this lightly. I don't, I don't want you to do it just because maybe your heart's been pricked and you think, well, that's a good message. No, I want you to do this only if you're willing to make this commitment. If you sense that the Holy Spirit is saying to you, I want to interrupt your life. Will you give me permission? I want you just to stand up. Don't feel pressure. This is just, if, you've, if you feel that way and you want to, this is the way that you, you're doing right now. You're just standing before God and you're just making a confession to God by your standing. So I want you to lift your hands and I'm going to pray for you and for me. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we love you. We desire your presence. We desire, Lord God, for you to come in and feast with us, for you to dine with us, for you to be intimate with us. Father, that we know your heart, that we draw near to you by letting you interrupt our lives. So, Lord, right now, as you see all of these hands that are stretched forth, all of these people that are standing, Lord God, and I thank you right now that you will touch their hearts Penetrate their beings, Lord God, and cause them, Lord God, to know how to walk this out as they're making a commitment. Help them, Lord God, to walk this out as they run their race, allowing you to interrupt their lives. And God, we just give you praise for that, and we thank you for your faithfulness. We love you. We bless you, Lord God. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for how much you love us. You are so good to us. And we just love you, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. Tell him you love him. Tell him that you want him to interrupt your life. Speak it out of your mouth. Because that's the confession that seals the deal. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I sense that there is someone in here that you're operating right now with a lot of condemnation over your life. You, you feel like you have missed God so many times that you've even said, I'm not even sure there's any hope for me to walk out this Christian walk. You feel like you've failed. You feel like you've missed the mark too many times. And if that's you, I'm going to ask you to come down here just to, right now and let, let us pray for you. God has a word for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to wait. We're going to see. Is there anyone else? Mm, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, God. I feel like there's others. I I don't mind waiting. Been through some dark places, and you just can't ever see that you can walk the walk that you feel is being required of you. Okay. Do you? I'm going to ask each of you. You can just let me know what it what it is that you feel like you failed with. Have you asked forgiveness and put it under the blood? Yes. All right. Then this is what God is saying to you. How many of you are all three of you familiar with the Hebrews? I think it's chapter 12. Pastor, you'll correct me if I'm on the wrong chapter. Where it lists the heroes of faith. Chapter 12. 11. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Are y'all familiar with the list of people that, that were called the heroes of faith? I, I want you to go home and study that little list if you're not real familiar with it. But here's what I want to tell you. In that account, there's all the wonderful things that those people did. But I'm going to tell you that each one of those people had big failures in their life. But you know what? God sees their shiny side. And you know what? Every one of us, we have a shiny side that looks good. And we do some things right, right? But we also have a dull side. And all of us are that way. But God wants you to know tonight that he looks at your shiny side. Mary, he looks at your shiny side. He's looking at your shiny side because that past is under the blood. And he remembers it no more. He remembers your shiny side. He remembers your shiny side, darling. And that's what you need to know. You need to look at yourself in the morning in the mirror, and you need to say, I am forgiven, because he loves me so much, and he remembers no more my past, but he sees the good things. He sees the beautiful temperament that he's given you. He sees the gifts and talents that are on the inside of you, and he sees the good things that you have done. Remember, we all have a dull side. We all have a shiny side. Now, Lord, we just extend your hand toward these, if you would. Oh, Lord, thank you for these three who were bold enough to say, that's me. Because, God, I know you can work when, because they've allowed you to interrupt their lives by coming down here tonight to be at this altar. So, God, I pray that you will help them to leave the past behind and to live each day for the fullest knowing how you treasure them and that you see the shiny side of them and you no longer see those things 
that are under the blood and in the past. And you not only don't see them, God, but you don't remember them. Help them to remember them no more. Help them to remember them no more. To remember your goodness. To remember your mercy. To remember your grace. To remember how much you love them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Help Mary. Help Mary, I pray. To see herself like you see her. You see her victorious. You see her overcoming. You see her, Lord God, fulfilling her destiny and the calling that's on her life. Help her to see that, God. Help her to see. Open her eyes that she see the truth. The truth. The truth. Thank you, God, for healing this heart. Healing the heart. Help her to forgive. Help her to walk out that forgiveness. Forgive. Forgive. Victory. Victory comes with that forgiveness. Heal her heart, I pray, God. Heal her heart. God, I see light on her path. I see light on her path. I see these shoulders that have been heavy laden. I see them. I see her jumping. I see her leaping. I see the joy, the force, the spiritual force of joy coming out of her. Thank you for that, Father. Help her to see those things, and she will realize them. She will walk in that joy. She will walk in that freedom, I declare over her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, you have a word? Pastor Travis, you have a word? Okay, you, you three stay down here as long as you want to. Let God work. Still let him show you what I know he's speaking to you. So you just stay down here. <sighs> Pastor said that when he had a word, he would interrupt me. Okay, all right. Praise God. <laughs> he does this to me often. All right, I probably do. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Thank you, God. Mm, God, you know their hearts. You know their hearts, God. Thank you, Jesus. I hear God saying that he loved the world so much that he gave. And he wants you to know that love is action. Love is action. And there's somebody in here that's struggling loving somebody. Maybe, I don't know, somebody that's offended you. Maybe it's somebody that just rubs you the wrong way every time you're around them. Maybe it's somebody that's said ugly things about you untrue things about you. There's somebody in here who you're having trouble loving. Who's that? That's you, JC? Mm. Mm. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, JC. 
the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost which is given unto you. And as you spend time praying in the Spirit, God is going to do a He's going to do a switch in your heart. He's going to turn something around. And in places where you haven't been able to love that person, you're going to be able to love that person. This is the word for you. This is the word of God. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So if you'll pray in the Holy Ghost, he'll deliver you from not liking that person. And the word does say that we have to live with all men as peaceably as possible. And the word also says to love one another. That's the greatest commandment, right? After loving God. So you can do this. Now, Father, I thank you right now for an anointing, an anointing on JC. I thank you that he desires to love that person. So help him, I pray, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that you'll perform your word in JC and you will help him to love that person. Oh, we're going to have a testimony. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to have a testimony. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm so glad that each one of you came to church tonight. You know, God has something for us every time we come through those doors. He has something he wants to do in our heart and our lives. And I'm so thankful that I was here Sunday morning in the second service and that I heard God say, will you allow me to interrupt your life? And so I just want to leave you with this. Don't forget this. Hold it dear to your heart and find out how to walk that out so that you can be like one of these four accounts that I read that it will impact not only your, your life, but your family's life and the people around you in your house, in this church, and the people of this nation. Who knows what God wants to do if we just will allow him to go through us. You know, we always think, well, I could never do that. Maybe you don't think that, but often I think that. I, 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 you want me to do that? Why don't, you, why don't you get Pastor Robert to do that? Or somebody else, you know? But God wants to use me. God wants to use you. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We pray that you heard from God and that this message was for you. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people with this message. Arena of Life takes pride in connecting to God, to church, and to people. And we want to connect with you. So don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms, to check out our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and to download the Church Center app and to choose Arena of Life as your church. And a special thanks to those who make a difference by giving generously. You help us change lives and produce weekly content like this that reaches the world. If you're interested in partnering with us, you can give by clicking the link in our bio through the website arenaoflifechurch.org or through the Church Center app. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.